Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Chinsy and yar see stuff because it's maritime. Who doesn't love that classic sea shanty there? Uh, who's joining me today at this very, very sea naval themed episode today? Nothing's been naval themed so far. It's been so naval themed. Why do you think I'm wearing this hat? That's true. Hello, uh, it's me, famed podcaster Daniel Offen, aka Mr. Big Jack. He is. He is pretty famous. He's actually. Um, there's no reason for him to do this show anymore. Like, uh, I, I used to say to him, like, come on the show, do it for the exposure, and yeah. it didn't work out that now, way. Now I give the show exposure. Now I pay him. Now I pay him money <laughs> to go on this show, um, and he just reaps it in, like, the uh, the massive podcast cash cow he is. Yeah. In fact, but, like, being on this show, you have sort of bumped our numbers quite a bit. Do you think so? Yeah, but from people who don't give a shit like, about yeah. what we talk about, which is great. Yeah. I don't mind. Oh, had now, raised now, that now he insists to be called Big Jams. Yeah, Every Mr. time? Jams. Yeah, Mr. Big All the time, Mr. Big Jams. <laughs> or Mr. Jams. No, no one in Dota even calls me Mr. Big Jams. BJ, Mr. BJ. Mr. BJ. Mis- Mr. Beach. But anything of that, but do not call him Dan Often anymore. Do not call him Dan, Daniel, Dan Often, Mr. D, Mr. O, Mr. D-O. Um, do you ever do- say... Uh, Mr. Big Jams was my father's name. Call yeah. me... Big Jams. Call me Big Jams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big Jams Jr. <laughs> big Jams Jr. Um, well, okay, so he's a he's a big deal, basically. He's a big jam. He's a big jam. Do you want me to call you Mr. Big Jams? You can it? call me whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> whatever. Anything. All right, fuck face. If it makes you happy. Cool, fuck face. Let's get, let's get this show cracking. Welcome aboard, fuck face. Um, who else is joining Fuckface today? Well, I've been joining to be cracking on. Oh! See? Uh, hi, it's Johnny Gillum here. I think of myself as the Coxswain of the show. Oh, wow. Where's the Coxswain? Sorry. Oh, that's a good oh, question. Okay. Isn't the, he the guy who sits on the boat and goes, stroke, stroke, stroke? <laughs> yeah, it's the Cox. Yeah. Okay. So in a sailboat, you Oh, so the Coxswain. Okay. Well, it's... Cox is just short for Coxswain. It's not. There you go. In a sailboat, is there a coxswain? Yes. And he's the one that goes, stroke, 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 <laughs> even he, when it's a sailboat. I well, think it's about finding directions and like... Uh, he's okay. the guy that tells the wind to blow. Oh. Okay. So he's going to the wind. Blow, blow, ah, blow. Okay, okay, okay. I, th- I believe the coxswain, he's the one who gen- who commands the generation of the force. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, we, we were, you, you were the one who was clarifying us. I believe so. And what... Puts you in such an ex- expert position. Lecture us on the coxswains. I am, in fact, a naval lawyer. <laughs> wow. This is bringing the big guns. This is the true big jams wow. over here, yeah. fuckface. Uh, well, who are, well, introduce yourself, sir. Nice to meet you. My name is Fletcher Allen. Fletcher. Partner at uh, Linklater's. By the way, we can Hello, dub nice in the sound you. of hands nice being you. shaken. Um, nice to meet you. He's just shaking everybody by the hand. Is there a foley for that? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> hands being shaken. Hands being shaken. So I was like... May the record uh, show that 
I did not request <laughs> such a sound effect to be integrated into my uh, perceived perception. Wow, that's so naval. That's such that's a right, naval piece of law there. Um, welcome back onto, welcome onto the show. Um, and we've also got one last guest, returning guest to the show. Who is it? It's me. <laughs> Great. She's that big now. <laughs> 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 really, yeah, I feel like I've, I, I've built that up a bit too much. Oh, uh, it's me, Alice Burden, and I'm back. Hey, she's back. Um, you were um, telling us all about how Dan no longer needs to be. Hey, no, don't to. call him that. I'm referring only uh, to Fuckface uh, <laughs> by his the artist formerly known as Dan Offen. Yeah, Stop F- dead naming Fuckface. FKA Dan Offen. Yeah, FKA Dan Offen. Was FKA Twigs ever known as Twigs? Yes. When? She, so she was called Twigs, and then um, someone else was like, actually, I'm called Twigs. And she was like, oh, okay. Is it Twiggy? No, it was just another musician <laughs> was like, I'm called Twigs, you can't have that name. So she changed it to FKA. It's Twigs. kind of presumptuous that she like had to say, formerly known as Twigs, if you didn't know who Twigs was in the first place. So it's just like, yeah. formerly known as somebody who never, you'd never but I think of. it's her nickname, because she's... Ah, she's thin. Because she's really thin. Ah, okay. So that's a bit weird. Formerly known as my nickname? That's a bit of a weird name. It reminds me of um, the poster to the uh, beloved film Gremlins, Gremlins 1. And the uh, tagline to Gremlins 1 was, we're back. <laughs> Which is really weird. Like, it's like, from where? Who are you? Like, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on here. I would love to see the, the autobiography written by the artist formerly known as Dan Offen. Call me fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a... Wonderful segue that was, Johnny. Um, uh, because got your back. Thank you, thank you. Oh, fist bump right there. Boom. Um, because today's book that we will be discussing is Moby Dick or The Whale by Joseph Melville, and it's mostly. Nope. F- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it wasn't that name. It's Herman Melville. <sighs> Joseph. Joseph was his son's name, and it was um, his father's name. <laughs> Melville's my father's name. Melville <laughs> is my father's name. Was his line. He didn't write a book, as far as I'm aware. Herman Melville um, wrote Moby Dick or the Whale, and um, it's very famous for its opening lines: "Call me Ishmael." Ah, but that is not the opening line of Moby Dick. <sighs> What? You're right, drop some knowledge. The narrative begins with Call Me Ishmael, but the first three words of Chapter One. (laughs) No, even before Chapter One. Chapter One is Call Me Ishmael. (laughs) It's the pale usher, because before we have Call Me Ishmael, we have uh, the etymology of the word whale, and we have like 20 pages of quotes about whales, to the point where he quotes Hobbes' Leviathan and suggesting that Leviathan is that kind of whale, which Uh, doesn't affect an artificial person. That's right, and also the liner notes where uh, Herman Melville gives his shout out to all his homies and God, and uh, says, uh, I couldn't have done it without you. Um, But does he think that, so Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan, the Leviathan is is a reference to the state being an overarching control, and does does he think that that Thomas Hobbes wanted the president to be a whale? Yeah, kind of, well, I'm just going to answer your question seriously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's suggested that, like, there's a book of um, quotations about whales being compiled by, like, a Moron, essentially. <laughs> but they um, they all add up to have this. So it's it's priming us to, to view the whale symbolically. Uh, I will add a pen something to uh, uh, Johnny's point there, is that um, we've got to remember that this book was written in 1851, which was like before things like Wikipedia and the internet existed. Most of the people reading this book would not know what a whale was. 
what it looks like. I mean, no that's idea. true. I don't agree, Chin. Absolutely no idea. People people had, like, whalebone um, corsets they used. Yeah, but they didn't um, know what a whale was. Rich people What's did. What's that stuff? Yeah, but rich people are the ones reading. What's mm. that stuff that's inside whales that you use for perfume? Ambergris. Ambergris. You know, they yeah, knew about that. They called them whalebone corsets, I think. And then, you know, like in Edinburgh, there's that the whale bones that you, like, walk through and stuff. But, but that I, means so. that most people would have thought a whale looks like a corset yeah, or a pile of fat. I eat burgers all the time, and I've got no idea what a cow looks like. Do you eat burgers all the time? Yeah, constantly, 24 sets. <sighs> That's why you call him Mr. Big Jams. It refers to the toilet. <laughs> I'll refer you to chapter 55 of the monstrous pictures of whales, mm-hmm. where uh, Melville, Ishmael, the character, explicitly addresses that no one really knows, have a good, most people don't have a working knowledge of what whales look mm. like. Uh, catology was very um, mm. uh, in advanced at the time and so they kind of there's all these kind of like pictures of them just like looking like scary demons and things right 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 I mean uh, a lot of like uh, the there'll uh, be no fun on this podcast <laughs> this is scientific this is scientific I mean I guess the first thing we've got to get out of the way uh, with uh, this book Moby Dick or the Whale what did everybody think about these long digressions into cetology um, and well various obscure aspects of maritime like life at the time I want a legal opinion on this, personally. The law um, has no such take as to give uh, here on Tuvothwith. Um May I refer to counsel upon enter- entrance of the womb? What? <laughs> Sorry? Enter- entrance of the womb? The womb. Okay. The navel chamber. Oh, oh the navel chamber. And, and you want to refer to counsel on that? Yes. <laughs> Who is the counsel on that? Wait a second, when you say you're a naval lawyer, do you mean that you're a lawyer of the belly button? <laughs> I am indeed. Oh, okay, all right. We've made a classic faking lip blunder and booked the wrong type of guest on this show. So, you don't know anything about the sea or the navy? The what? Okay, all right. But you know a lot about the enter entrance of the womb, a.k.a. the naval. That's not how you get into the womb, hon. Actually... Miss... Miss... Miss me? What was your name? I can't remember. Um, Mrs. Big Jams. Mrs. Big Jams. Um, If you could please... uh, Refrain... Big... So... Wait. Mrs. Mrs. Alice Big Jams. Alice Big Jams. Miss Big Jams. If you could please refrain from interrupting... Uh, I really appreciate that because I know everything there is to know about the belly button, uh, the navel, as it's also called, the fingering hole of, of the gut. We've also been known to call it. That's the fingering so, hole of the gut. The fingering hole of the gut is, the, okay, is the belly button, or as they call it in France, the belly bouton. Do you, do you know about lint? Oh, I know all there is to know about lint. I have a forensic uh, psychologist on hand at all times to talk about <laughs> belly buttons. The psychology once, of lint. <laughs> once I pulled out a, um, a piece of lint about an inch long out of my belly button, and it was white and it smelled like poo. <laughs> <laughs> are you vegetarian? No. Oh, my okay. parents are, so I didn't eat much meat growing up. Well, what, 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 what month were you born in? June. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think we're all ignoring the major question here, which is, why do we need the lawyers for this uh, part of the body? Um, well, 98% of crimes don't take place around the abdomen. Mm-hmm. 98% of crimes are uh, not there. 
So <laughs> what we have to do is we have to take those other two percent, and we need specialists that get called in for moments like this uh, to discuss. Um, who are those specialists? Yeah, like him. Uh, yeah, myself. If you say that you need specialists, you need yeah, to call specialists. Team. In. Yeah, there's the whole team of us. Okay. I have them all on speed dial one two eight. That's pretty good. Um, what? Give me an example. What's, what's, what's so good about that? Sorry, no. What was, what was good about that? The number, the, the team. It's very vague. Well, okay, it guarantees okay. that you're, I'm, you're not going to pay me. I'm not going to be wasting your time um, for for dialing in numbers. I have them on speed dial. I'm yeah. quick. I have my my what, team. What was your most recent me. case? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Chris Brown. <laughs> um, he he had a car crash, uh, and then when the police arrived at the scene. Um, he said it was because there were gremlins um, munching on his, his fingering hole of the gut. <laughs> and uh, the police thought this was haberdashery. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I got called in and we smoothed that thing out. When and you say you got called in, who called you in? Did Chris Brown call you in or the police? Uh, it's a, a, a non-political fund. Mm-hmm. Called? Called the belly button smashers of the, of the West. <laughs> Oh, only of the West, so there's an East. And what one. do they do? East Division, Sorry, East Division does the East. What does smashing mean? Like in it's that? basically just championing the belly button. Oh, and so okay. You don't get many organisations referring to their regions as of the, yeah. of, the, of the West, of the North. Do you normally work quite ad hoc? Or are you on a retainer for anyone? I'm on a retainer for, for, for the organisation. Oh, okay. but not any, there's no one in particular who needs so much belly button law actually Chris, Christina Aguilera she has me on on speed dial a lot of things are on speed dial in my business uh, okay 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 I mean you know for the midriff bearing icon pop stars I would assume that icon the belly button is a ongoing concern I mean that's a money maker her, her belly button is insured for 15 billion dollars wow. wow okay mm-hmm. this is all really fascinating but I feel that has no reflection <laughs> upon today's um, book, which is a shame because I was hoping you'd be able to give us some sort of like a, a color and context for a lot of the um, obscure naval uh, references uh, and maritime references in the book. Oh, maritime. Yeah. Yeah, that's not me. Nah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm discovering <laughs> well, that now. I, I believe uh, whales are indeed ma- mammals and therefore have belly buttons. Well, they have blowholes. They're not really the same thing. It's not the same thing. No. That, no, that's a separate buttons? thing. They have a belly button and they have a blowhole. Are humans the only animals with belly buttons? I've never seen a dog belly button. Well, let's defer to our expert here. All animals have belly buttons. The all size animals, even birds. Birds have massive <laughs> belly buttons. Oh, birds are all belly buttons. No, <laughs> isn't, isn't it like... Don't birds have... It's a cloaca, isn't it? So it's, that exactly. hole is everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. their belly buttons. It does yeah, everything. Sure. It does everything. So I, I also have a, a degree in that stuff <laughs> as well. Separate degree. Yeah. So I believe that whales are mammals and have been um, progenitorized in the wombs of elder female whales. Is that correct? Yes. There. <laughs> You see, he agreed. Okay. It's therefore true. And I can give you all my expertise and advice on um, this matter. Okay, that's great. That's it's interesting great. you talk about navels, because there's a bit where, um, in the book, where Ishmael is, uh, he's got a rope tied around him, and a Queequeg is down on the on the whale. It's been strapped to the side of the ship, and he's yes, doing yes. this of cutting apart. And he says it felt like an umbilical cord. I felt I, It felt almost married to him, is what he says. Mm. Like, like with an umbilical cord. 
What you, you're better than Herman Melville, are you, Mr. Big Boss? <laughs> yeah, this, this, in this when me matter. when me and Big Jams got married, we um, attached our umbilical cords to each other. I didn't realise you'd gotten married. Yeah, sorry, oh, wow. didn't invite you. Small ceremony. Nobody ever invites me to their bloody <laughs> weddings. What I mean. You, you literally you could have just when did this happen when did this happen yesterday yeah. Jesus congratulations wow. well, yeah, well yeah obviously yeah you were there of course yeah I you invited it. this guy <laughs> yeah you we needed him guy. there because obviously you have to have a witness when you join the belly buttons hmm, this belly is a very strange ceremony, ceremony. Oh, look, it's, it's a prenup strange. it's a sim- similar thing to a prenup okay alright well it's a nup <laughs> <laughs> yeah but before <laughs> so so you invited this guy. I didn't get an invite, uh, even though I am actually uh, I, I, I am actually an official. Harold actually performed the um, surgery. He's not so. even qualified. <laughs> he's not even qualified. Yeah, he's to do anything. Surgeon. The only thing he's qualified to do is post really, really like dodgy, problematic manifestos on on Reddit. That's the only thing he's qualified to, to do. Like, and, and, and I love him, and but join like, our come belly on. buttons together. Uh, in holy matrimony come on I would have I would have done that so much better than Harren what did Harren do? he cut us open and tied us together yeah. see I would have I would not only just done that I would have cut you open I would have tied you together uh, in a lovely knot and then I would have given you a nice card and a schwitz afterwards oh, as well nice. my vowels were all of Moby Dick your well. vowels? my vowels so you, you read the entirety of Moby Dick as your vow uh, as your vows. Yeah. yeah, it was a long ceremony. God damn it! And you didn't invite me. No. No. You you had you could have gotten to chapter thirty, and you was you still weren't. I wonder if we've forgotten anybody. <laughs> and you didn't invite me. You didn't People pick up the to. phone. Thirty chapter thirty. You could have gotten up to. Audible That's... were there. They're going to use it as a new audiobook. Good God! So Audible were invited as well. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Everyone who works there. Okay. Yeah. So wait. Okay. So did you get married in a church? No. no, we got married in the Audible's offices. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. It was so... It was... Oh. You could have gotten married here. You could have gotten married in the Faking Lunch Studios, where it should have been rightfully done. Yeah, that's true. Because this place is... Look, I can officiate. we got a nice room In here. the way that a sea captain can marry people, also podcast hosts <laughs> have the ability to... Absolutely. Yeah, but on the podcast. <laughs> only on the podcast. Pod- yeah. So you never stop being a sea captain. Yeah. And you have to, you have to. Um, you do. <laughs> no, you don't. What's a sea captain? Always a sea captain. Okay, you said that, but that's not based on anything. <laughs> it's like it's like riding a bike. Once a sea captain, yeah. always a sea captain. Yeah. You never forget how to be a sea. Captain. Okay, so what if you're an admiral? Still a sea captain. You're at still heart. a sea captain at oh. heart. My good friend, friend Admiral P. Bubbington. He, oh, you're friends with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell him he's terrible? <laughs> he's great. He's, he's he won, terrible. He won the the naval uh, best naval show at Edinburgh again oh, last year. He would have been a good guest today, actually, because he knows about the sea. Although he would have sidetracked with like loads of pointless characters. <laughs> but I think tell him from me, I think he sucks, um, and I don't know what they were thinking giving him all those awards. For years, for years. Um, Shane, what is Moby Dick about? That's a really good question. What is Moby Dick about? For some people, it's just a story about a dude who's got a vendetta against a fish. And I say to those people, well, yeah, technically you're correct, but it's so much more. And I think that's the beauty of um, simple stories because we can never have just a simple story. People need to project meaning onto it. And that is the central conundrum of Moby Dick what does Moby Dick symbolise if I use the word metaphor what what would you think a metaphor is describe to me what you think of as a metaphor 
a metaphor is like mm-hmm. when uh, I can't think of it. I was going to do a simile about a metaphor, but that I was, can't think of a good one. That was terrible. That was it terrible. It would have been good if I... I wanted to it, what, it, Were you about to say it would have been good if I knew what I was talking about? Because, yes, technically, you're correct. I'll give you... We'll come back to you. Anybody yeah. else when they give a go? You're girl? a rock. Mm, okay. Okay. Go into more detail. You're, you're not like a rock. You just are one. Okay. Thing. So that's a metaphor. Is, wait. So <laughs> we're really, uh, really covering the basics today. Basically, we're doing we're doing Moby Dick, an allegorical story about a man that wants to kill both God's existence and absence. And we're, we're going around this circle to say, what do you think a metaphor is? Should we start with the letter A? How does that work? You know what? You know what? I was going to take it back to basics. Like, and what do we mean by books? But I thought we'll start off like, because this is like, I want to get everybody involved, right? That's Don't just like, judge a book mm-hmm. by its cover. That's... Is that a metaphor? You're an open book. That's kind of a metaphor. These are all fantastic examples of metaphors. Yes, but what we use metaphors for? Why? What is the purpose of metaphors? Chin, just get to the Chin, bit that you want to do. It sounds like you want everyone to say something specific. No, I want you to. T- I want you to burn my mind with knowledge. What do you? Why do we use metaphors? No, you've obviously got something planned. Why couldn't? Come on. What, why couldn't Herman Melville just written a whole book about like man's search for meaning? Well, that would just be an essay, human, and it wouldn't be a novel. Crime. There you go. There you go. So why do we... So this is... Oh, right. So you definitely were waiting for someone to... (laughs) You were were quite literally fishing for... (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. It's a whale of fish. It's a mammal. Um, Oh, it's interesting. I'll throw you to Moby Dick. (laughs) We've already covered that. Where Ishmael um, questions that. Um, Because interesting, at the beginning of the book... Sorry, Chin, I know you had a point you wanted to make. I had a point, but it's all right. It's all right. But here's the thing. Uh, At the beginning, we first meet Queequeg. Queequeg's a pagan. He says... uh, I, I guess you're wondering why I didn't try and convert Queequeg to the one true religion, yeah. but I would never do that because um, he would have found uh, my belief as, as, as silly as I found his, and we're all yeah. dreadfully cracked about the head and sadly need mending. So he sounds like a sort of secular humanist. But yeah. then, later on in the book, he says, why do I call the whale a fish? Well, in the Bible it says, and God summoned a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Because yeah. so, Ishmael as a character is someone who can consider any idea, mm-hmm. as opposed to Ahab who can only consider one idea. Didn't you read these out as your vows? Yeah, but you know, it's very romantic. So you did. The metaphor was different. <laughs> the metaphor was different. Okay, that's an interesting point you raised there, Johnny. Um, the question of perception in Moby Dick. Um, this is a book about plurality. I I would say, which is why it's yeah. so big and so long. Um, I refer you to the chapter the, the balloon where uh, Ahab nails the balloon to the uh, uh, mast and says, uh, "Whoever." Finds the whale, this doubloon, I give him, I shale. I think that's what he says. And um, it goes through all the pers- uh, perspectives of the various different crew members and what that doubloon represents to them. How so, much is a doubloon? Oh, that's a good question. How much is a doubloon in today's money, um, Johnny? I, well, I refer to 60. you to our lawyer. <laughs> 60. 60 what? 60 pounds. Depends. Uh, okay. 60 depends. So 60 adult diapers. Um <laughs> Is uh, the How cost much does of the an adult diaper cost? Um, Chin, you'll know this. Yes, I do know <laughs> this. Um, Sixty at uh, one adult diaper costs uh, only about two pounds. That's pretty that's good. Pretty expensive. Actually. Pretty good. They're, they're, they're one use. There's only one use. That's true. I'm trying to be a bit more environmentally friendly it's these like days and just shit my pants like a normal person. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, I can't resist a good old depends. You know, oh, yeah. it's so comfortable. It's but so the doubloon aspect is fascinating because 
he d- Ahab does that because like they, they set off um like from from port and only then does Ahab reveal by the way not only you signed up to a three year whaling voyage there's one specific whale who, and I don't like his face <laughs> and I want us to kill him in particular and, which is unreasonable <laughs> and Starbuck the second in command says he's like well, I don't know about you guys, because he's like, "Oh, come on, guys! Let's go get the white whale!" Aye, hooray! And Starbuck's like, "Well, I joined this as a profit-making venture." <laughs> he literally <laughs> says, "How many barrels of oil is your revenge gonna cost us? Gonna give us?" And Ahab, in response to that, questions the very concept of money. <laughs> it's a commercial whaling voyage, and he goes. Aye, if money's to be the measurer, the accountants have computed the great globe at Counting House by girdling it with guineas. And it's like, Starbucks absolutely in the right. <laughs> Everyone else is getting paid less than Ahab because he's one of the three owners of the boat. <laughs> For three years! <laughs> I would love it if more um, uh, uh, captains of industry were more upfront about their personal vendettas to run their uh, <laughs> companies. If Mark Zuckerberg was just like saying, I'm setting up Facebook because fuck this person in particular. Um, but like, um, uh, uh, what about the money? No, no. I get all the money, but fuck this person in Justin particular. Justin Timberlake. Well, yeah, no. No, he uh, liked him. He's he... Eduardo who didn't like. <sighs> What's, what's but Justin Timberlake owns MySpace, doesn't he? So. Um, no, he, it was Napster, wasn't he? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he bought MySpace, Justin Timberlake. Oh, he did. What, what's cooler than fucking over one person, Mark? Fucking over a million people. <laughs> and that is the social network. Um, look, I, I think there's there's a lot going on in this book. Like You've really raised issues of the, cap, uh, the critique of capitalism, which feels like a bad faith argument on the part of Ahab, really. Ahab is... He's a capitalist. <laughs> He is a capitalist, but like a, a, he is a, uh, a an aggressive, uh, a vindictive capitalist. He he wants to um, use capital to fund his um, obsession to hunt the white whale. This is a book about obsession, effectively. It's a book about madness and uh, how it dovetails into all manner of different like um, uh, little uh, digressions about life at the times, whether it be religion um, or capitalism or even the actual nitty-gritty of the whaling industry itself. Um, I think one of the things that comes through in this book is how dependent uh, the uh, country and indeed the world were upon whales. And this is before uh, we, ha- we discovered things like whales. petroleum. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> We knew what whales were, obviously. Oh, did we know what whales were? Because I thought they looked like corsets. Yeah, no. Some people wouldn't have known what whales were. Some people wouldn't have known what whales were. Stop being a hypocrite. Look, I will just say, I will say... Sir, recuse yourself. I will not recuse myself. Recuse yourself. I use petroleum all the time, but I don't know what Iraq looks like. Huh? Yeah, you probably do that. I don't. I don't. Know. I, if you point to you, you say to me like, "What's Iraq on a map?" I'd be like, "I don't know." That have you ever been area to the beach? there, sir? Have you ever been to the beach? I have been to the beach. Have you ever looked at the beach parallel to the water's edge? Yes, I have. You mean the horizon? Parallel to the water's edge, the sky. So you're looking down the beach uh-huh. across the sand. Okay, Iraq. <laughs> That's what Iraq's like all around. Wow, have you okay. been to Iraq? Yes, I have, sir. So you've described... Oh, you, you... I was called there. I was part of Saddam's cracked legal squad. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that right. had a lot of use for you at, the, at that time? 
Crack so Naval Squad? So which part of the body were you uh, going, going for? So the crackle, yeah, exactly. Well, obviously, Iraq had a fantastic na- uh, naval. Mm-hmm. Um, Saddam <laughs> shouted at all his advisors, so get me the best naval in, in, the, in the world. And what we had to do is we engineered a 45 meter uh, across meters because they do not use Imperial because they hate the Amer- they hated the Americans obviously at the time um, and we engineered a 45 meter diameter uh, umbilical slot right for Saddam to inspect and obviously <laughs> when he wrote this down in an email and when the advisors completed the 45 meter uh, wide living tissue uh, umbilical slot also known as belly button um he was too embarrassed to admit that he meant he wanted a navy, not a naval. So, even though you refer to it, obviously Iraq has an excellent naval, and also they're an inland country. I think, I think. Exactly. So, so that so that was part of it. Is okay. that he was also embarrassed that he was didn't it know radioactive, that radioactive the belly button. Um, partially. Is that possibly? Where the rumours of weapons and mass destruction came from, because of a radioactive naval. <laughs> yeah, that's what Tony Blair's probably thought. So they, they, they just—that's how they—that's how they work out if you have like uh, nuclear weapons. Is like, oh, there's some vague radiation coming from. <laughs> yeah, that's right probably now. what Hans Blitz. Fair enough. Do you remember Hans Blitz? I remember Hans Blitz. That's that. I'm, I'm going to be like Peter K, but for members of the UN. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> good. That's good. Also, it's Hans Blix, not Hans Blitz. No, oh, yeah, Hans Blitz sounds like a character from like a 1915 comic book about <laughs> fighter pilots. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was. Oh damn! It's Hans Blitz is here, coming <laughs> over the horizon. <laughs> I. I, I, going back to my original point and how we got into Iraq in the first place, uh, this is uh, the, the whales were the main um, fuel source. Like whales used, of mass destruction. Uh, whales, well, not not necessarily, but this Moby is, Dick's a whale of mass destruction. They, he is, he is, but they were the reason why a lot of uh, uh, they were the way the economy and the fuel and the loads of different elements in society were based and were whale based um, whalebone corsets. They ha- they talk about how it's used as a food source. They use it to power their um, their candles. Lights light sources were dependent upon whales because we didn't we hadn't figured out how to get oil from the ground yet. The combustion engines and, and the like were still a ways away. So this is a whole world that's dependent on whales to get itself going, which means that the whale itself represents something else in um, society. It represents the lifeblood of uh, of the society at the time. And like I said before, it's almost like. Stabbing Iraq with a harpoon. Go on. Yeah, no. Like, Is like, that the end of that? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> metaphor there that's, uh, that, I, uh, that I've chosen to embark upon and got lost halfway through. But no, I, I, I would say that, like, just because, like, um, something's so dependent, I'm so dependent on something within society, doesn't mean I know what it looks like. I'm still blissfully ignorant about a lot of things in our society that like um, keeps it ticking along. Yeah. As the average person in Melville's day would have been ignorant and would never have had any opportunity to encounter a whale in real life. Probably why Melville felt he had to go into so much detail about whales. Indeed. And also emphasize how important they are. Yeah, if you're writing a book about rock, you would describe a rock. I would hope so. I wouldn't say like, oh, what's like Iraq? What's Iraq? I have no idea. We're never going to refer to it again. Moving on, you know. Yeah. And then have the whole movie or piece of art, art literature uh, be about 
that. Yes, exactly. That would be absurd, sir. Uh, well, exactly. And I refer to you my, to throw uh, back to my previous point. No such thing as Wikipedia back then. They couldn't just hop on the net and they type didn't have in encyclopedias, whale. Encyclopedias, though. Yeah, like whale whale book. They did the original encyclopedia. Well, original where would Wikipedia. they have to exactly? They'd have to probably Go to talk a library or talk to an old salty sea dog for stories. They have their best book about whales. Whale yeah. whale for out though. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have photographs. Whale for out though. <laughs> What are you talking about? There's a book about whales. There's a, a big book of whale art called Whale 4. Whale 4. It's colon, number 4. Art thou. What mm. does art thou mean? <laughs> art that thou. Thou art. Mm. Oh, fuck face. <laughs> You've dug yourself a hole this time. <laughs> That's what the book was called. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. writer of that book. Jimmy, I think let me lying. just Google that. Yeah, Jimmy. I think you're lying. Jimmy, Jimmy Crookshanks, he wrote it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jimmy Crookshanks, yeah. From Whale for Art Thou. Yeah. <laughs> it was all pictures of whales. So he wrote a picture book. Yeah, he only wrote little kind of descriptions. For example. This is a whale. <laughs> That's one of the large descriptions. <laughs> It is, because people didn't know what a whale was. So if you just show them a picture of a whale, they'd be like, oh, that's some sort of big slug. After <laughs> write this is a whale, they'd be like, oh, it's a whale. And it was filled with pictures of whales. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, each description was, this is a whale. This is a whale. This is a whale. Uh, yeah. This is a whale. all the writing. Okay. This is a whale. <laughs> this is a dog. <laughs> JK. It's a whale, really. No, he wouldn't have done that. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Crookshanks. Very, very... Didn't have a sense Did of Did Jimmy fight. Crookshanks write any other books? Yeah, he wrote um, My Kingdom for a Horse. And does that have a four in it as well? <laughs> My yeah. Kingdom for... <laughs> My Kingdom Colon. Colon. A horse. A horse. <laughs> Mike Ingdom <laughs> travels to London to seek his fortune. <laughs> he buys a horse. But it's Mike Ingdom for... Yeah. Like the fourth in the series, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. My kingdom for a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pull on a horse. Um, good. So okay. glad, yes, I'm glad we got into the bibliography of uh, Jimmy Crookshanks. But with a person we will never talk about ever again. Probably. The encyclopedia aspect, it's not just that they don't, wouldn't know about whales, it's like... Um, it's like the equivalent of pastoral poetry. So, like, when Ted Hughes is talking about hawks and, like, mm. what hawks are up to, or tractors, like... Um, He's mainly talking about power. Well, with hot roosting, with, with trackers, he's just like, oh, look at that. Um, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. So, like, so like, there's a point where he... What I like about the symbols in Moby Dick is that in no way um, <laughs> is anything other than on the nose. He says, he actually says, and this is symbolic for... <laughs> like, he's talking about one point where... Um, he's like how two-thirds of the world is made up of water, just a tiny little bit of green and all that blue. And he's talking about that at length. And he goes, and do you not see an analogy in your own self? It's like, all right, cheers, Ishmael. It's really fucking bang on them. Um, speaking of symbolism, um, I want to read you one of my favourite passages um, from the book. Um, and I just want to talk about the symbolism of this uh, particular uh, uh, passage. So here we go. Uh, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze all the morning long. I squeezed that sperm till I myself almost melted into it. I squeezed that sperm till a strange sort of insanity came over me, and I found myself unwittingly squeezing my co-laborers' hands in it, mistaking their hands for the gentle globules. 
such an abounding, affectionate, friendly, loving feeling did this avocation beget that at last I was continually squeezing their hands and looking up into their eyes sentimentally as much as to say, oh, my dear fellow beings, why should we longer cherish any social acerbities or know the slightest or humour or envy? Come. Let us squeeze hands all round. Nay, let us squeeze ourselves into each other. Let us squeeze ourselves universally into the very milk and sperm of kindness. Would that I could squeak. Would that I could keep squeezing that sperm forever. For now, since by many prolonged repeated experiences, I have perceived that in all cases, man must eventually lower or at least shift his conceit of attainable felicity not placing it anywhere in the intellect or the fancy, but in the wife, the hut, <laughs> the bed, the table, the saddle, the fireside, the country. Now that I have perceived all this, I am ready to squeeze case eternally. In thoughts of the visions of the night, I saw long rows of angels in paradise, each with his hands in a jar of spermaceti. So. Delicious. What was that about? So that's a good question. What was that about? Wait, you read that yesterday. That yeah. was like the main. That, that was, was like the main bit. Really, that was that was apparently your vows at the um. At yeah, your but that union. bit was. That's when you started crying, sir. Yeah. yeah. Was that when you were being joined by your belly buttons? You start no, saying no. squeeze, squeeze. So we read the vows and then we got joined. Okay, okay, but you did read that. Have you had never been to a wedding? Obviously not. You don't get invited to them. But <laughs> I don't know why you had to throw that in my face because it was well within your power to invite me yesterday. So now you know. Yeah, Thanks, but, by the you way. Know, you know, when, when, you read, when you read How to Organize a Wedding on the internet, you Google How to Organize a Wedding. It gives you all the steps of, like, you've got to make sure there's flowers, and it says, please don't invite Chin. It's like step <laughs> So that's step 70. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, yeah. you do have a reputation that precedes you. What is my reputation? You protest that, that everybody's married. <laughs> you do that thing where you... Does anyone hear? You wait until they say, does anybody here uh, have any reason why these two individuals should not be lawfully wed? And you wait outside the front door, <laughs> ready to pounce and come running in and then announce your love for who, for both of the... If I don't get Stop the wedding! If I... And you have a bell and you shout, hear you, hear you. <laughs> if that was true, if that was true, how would you know since I don't get invited you to invite any to weddings? Four. And, and you did it at every single one. <laughs> you did it at the royal wedding. Okay, I did. The royal wedding part do. But you know what? Part I do. Yeah, part do. But I think everybody agrees they should. But yeah. I think everybody agrees that um, Charles and Diana shouldn't have been married. I was proven right in the end. Look, where are they now? Dead, both of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and 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 he could have easily avoided that if they listened to this guy. Yeah, but they would have both married you, and that's big of me. In fact, Prince Charles, before he died, was like, "Oh, I should listen to that bold Chinese guy." <laughs> or did he, did he die by falling down a well? Yeah. <laughs> He fell down a well, and his last words were, oh, Chinese guy. Is it because you pushed him down the well? Yeah, why do you know his last words? It's <laughs> a lot, like, look, Chinese guy are in the top tens of, like, um, famous last words. Like, uh, Abraham Lincoln, before he died. Oh, what a lovely theatre. Ah, Chinese guy. <laughs> yeah, but he was singing the play, Chinese guy. Well, that's really why problematic I... play, by the way. I th- I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he went down, because anybody who enjoyed so that play is... Awful comedy. It was yeah. it was the uh, Hamilton of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese guy. 
<laughs> was it musical? It, it was, was a musical. It was yeah, indeed. it was a musical. It was hip hop as well back oh, really? then. Yeah, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. I think we've got a clip. Yeah, I think so. Like, roll that clip. <laughs> My name is Chinese guy, and I'm here to say, <laughs> die, die, President Lincoln, die. Oh, so he died in the play, Chinese guy. No, it was foreshadowed in the play. It's amazing that they it was had actually cameras. a separate guy. It's like an early instance of breaking the fourth wall in that play, yeah. um, where he actually said, "Die, President Lincoln, die," and then actually killed him. Yeah, and someone filmed it. It's incredible. And um, as we can see, there's um, Lincoln up there, and you can hear him just faintly saying, "Ah, oh, Chinese guy." <laughs> Same with the have you, have you watched the Zapruder footage as well, folks? John, John Kennedy. No, uh, yeah. Ah, 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 Chinese guy. And then he dies. He was watching a play on the screen on his car. Well, he actually saw a Chinese guy um, in Dallas um, at, the, at the time. These presidents need to stop going to see Chinese guy. And also, like, stop pointing out we know that's a Chinese guy. Like, we don't know what Chinese guys look like. I get it, you know? God. Way to make me feel really self-conscious about myself. It's interesting because um, the crew of the Pequod is also very multicultural as well, That's isn't very it? Very true, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think there are any Chinese guys. There's Persians. Yeah. Ah, wasn't the original, um, <laughs> wasn't the original um, starting line, call me Chinese guy? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. From a naval perspe- perspective, this is, um, this is really interesting. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is. Because uh, you think about this uh, th- this idea of the symbolism of the lifeblood, the, the, the whole planet being reliant on water, on, on liquid. Mm. And so too are we when we're in the womb. That's when we're in the womb, aren't we all just... Chinese guys? Not what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, but, sorry. sorry. Um, yeah, I suppose we are all Chinese guys. Deep and we, down inside, we're all and, Chinese guys. And, and what is a whale if not a massive Chinese guy? <laughs> a massive Chinese guy, except his womb is bigger, his mm-hmm. umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. His womb is bigger. His womb is bigger. <laughs> his womb is the entire ocean, the ocean blue. Oh, wow. <laughs> is there another ocean? The Red Sea, I guess. Is the Red Sea? There's the Green Lakes. There's the, the brown ocean, palms. The Black Sea. <laughs> Black Sea, yeah. The Black Sea. Mm. The purple Rain. The Purple Rain, <laughs> indeed. Um, I, 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 I can talk about the um, the diversity of the uh, crew of the Pequod. It's a bit like America. Well, there are 30 members of the crew. Mm. Although, actually, there's more, more, more mentioned by name, but at one point he says there's 30 members of the crew. And, and at, the time there were, at the time, there were 30 states in the United States. Ah... Let's go through all the different crew members now. Greg? 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 Oh, here's an idea. Let's go around. Let's rate characters from Ooh. 1 to 10. Okay, yeah. That's a good idea. That He's is the a best. good idea. Okay. Well, let's start with the, the, the big man himself. Greg. Greg. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Greg. I guess we could do Greg as first. Rate Greg. Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, it's me. I give him a three. Are we not doing, like, a character each? Yeah, so a character each, because this will take fucking forever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> A hat 10. A hat 10. Do you just make up a number? Barnaby 4. Twin, yes. A hat 20. Barnaby 4. Big, big Joe Mahamuk. <laughs> Mahamuk? Yeah, big Joe McHammock. Um, He was a 7 for me. Any relation to BJ McHammer? No. No, that's McHammer. McHammer. Oh, okay. Not okay. the same. Not the same. Um, that's four Moby characters. Dick. Moby Dick. Moby Dick's not a member of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> that would be That'd a be twist. Like, that would be a great twist. Deep cover. <laughs> Hello. 
Well, look, I That's why it takes them so long to find Moby Dick. It keeps on steering them off course. Yeah, yeah everybody, we've got to get this whale! You've got to read between the lines, guys. The thing about Moby Dick is the real whale is the friends they make along the way. Mm. Because all of the members of the crew are whales in disguise wearing big moustaches. <laughs> and hats. I mean, that would be a wonderful twist. Or if it turned out that like um, Ahab was the whale himself all along. Um, and the that whale was... was up his ass. No, no. I mean, that's not what it means to be the same I believe, person. I, I think the it's whale because was if something's up his ass. Yeah, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything you put up your ass. It means that you are that thing now. That's not how identity <laughs> works. Dan's man. a ketchup bottle. <laughs> yeah, but not one of the glass ones, like a plastic big yeah. one. It means that technically it would, mean, it would yeah, also mean down. that Obviously. we are all poo. That would also mean that we are all poo. If that sounds <laughs> so No, because that comes. That is not. It's only up your arse if it has been inserted from outside. Oh, okay. That's yeah. how. If oh. it's generated from within, it is just. Um, oh, good. We have down rules. Your arse. We have rules. Okay. Good. Good. I'm glad we. I'm glad we made differentiation though, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. So like, don't. Yeah, we'd all just be don't poo. be silly. We all be poo. Oh. Don't be stupid. You're only the thing that's been inserted from the external force, Shin. Um, so yeah, ketchup bottle. Um, Ahab is a whale because he has a whale. Okay, is us. Let's go around. I'm gonna say a character name. Point to you. You tell me what item he would be up your arse if it was inserted. Tash Tago. Oh, obviously it would be a, a mustache. <laughs> Pip. Jelly bean mold. <laughs> Stub. Peanut butter. Flask. Uh, egg sandwich. Faber Maple. <laughs> oh, a, a iPad. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know what game, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> if they were up, so if they were <laughs> inserted into our arse, yeah. we would be, what character, well, what item would they be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this game. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see what's so hard to understand, Dan. I feel like I mean, for a, for a he's legal... He's going to call him Dan! Sorry, fuckface. <laughs> Let's see what's so hard to understand, fuckface. Um, it makes pretty much good sense to me, um, but we will draw a close to this um, game. I, and I declare all of us winners, uh, five points each. Um, it's because we've all got trophies up our asses. We, we are, but they are but only participation trophies, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, now... I believe, Johnny, you had an extract you had prepared for us. Uh, oh, yeah, it's my favourite bits. Because like, um, one of the central questions is, why does Ahab hate the white whale? Yeah. And it's like, because there's, there's a question of, what people are like, well, it ate his leg. But here's the thing. You often forget, Ahab is a disabled character in the 19th century. Mm. Like, in of itself, that's interesting. Like, he's got those, like, little, like, gadgets and <laughs> things to help him, like, run the ship. He gets down the whale boat himself and goes to kill whales, which he doesn't have to do. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything he he's does. The captain. <laughs> he's the captain. Um, he is the captain now. Because he's got a captain up yeah, and <laughs> yeah. That's that's captain Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, Captain Phillips worked that same way, where like that guy shoved Tom Hanks up his ass and said, I am the captain now. There is an element of, there's a logical chain here. Like there's, At some point, if everything is what is up its arse, something at one point has to, that's be a prime mover in this chain of logic. Yeah, it's like I'm a Trushka door on me because of my identity. It's just like, it's all just like, Russian dolls, isn't it? It's like all nesting. the way down. It's <laughs> nesting up each other's asses. Yes, exactly. But, okay, so when uh, Ishmael first gets towards the water, like he's going off to sea, he um, which he does out of frustration. Yeah, he says at one, he says at the first page of the book, um, 
I go to see when it takes everything I have not to walk out into the street and start systematically knocking hats off people's heads. <laughs> um, what he sees is loads of people who've been maimed by whales, like begging for a living, like because they're ex-whalers, they've lost an arm and a leg, and they've got like carvings of um, like how it happened, like the whale like biting off the part of the ship and presumably the leg with it. Um, and he said, also, he said they're good at whittling because it makes them savage, like they're returning to a state of nature. Uh, and he goes, I myself am a savage, owing, owing allegiance to no one but the king of the cannibals, and ready at any moment to turn against him. <laughs> I love it. Um, delicious. <laughs> That's absolutely delicious. We have a similar saying in the naval legal community. Set community. Yes. How does that saying go? Um, gonna fucking kill you. You, you Jew lawyer, give me my money back. Wow. That's a saying? <laughs> Sounds like a threat. We say, Sounds like a racist threat. We say that to each other every wow, day. Wow, okay. Every day, like once a day or more times? Yeah, um, depends. Would you like open conversations with it? Or in what context would you say it? It depends. If we say it to each other, we normally use it colloquially. Alright. Oh, but uh I defer to, yeah. to my friend. I, yeah. I just I had to Yeah, let's draw a close over that. <laughs> so so this passage from the book, it's um because at one point Ahab befriends Pip, Pip falls in the water, that makes him go mad because the water's a bit in- And we should point out that Pip is the uh cabin lawyer. lawyer. Yes. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> There is no. I'd love there to be a lawyer on. They've got like a, lawyer they've got the like a blacksmith, and, <laughs> but also we need a we need specifically a Jewish lawyer. What other broad stereotypes could be included in the uh, Pequod? Uh, there's an Italian pasta man on board. Mamma mia! I'm making you good pasta. Nice um, forget. A Jewish lawyer. Stop lifting that chair up and down, lest you feel my sword on your backside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like a snapshot of American society. There's a um, Asian convenience store owner on board, the Pequod, and all Chinese sorts of guys. Chinese guys, multiple Chinese guys, <laughs> surrounded by dead presidents. Yeah, yeah. He, he runs a he, he runs a, a, a chip shop, obviously. Uh, and, and 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 you also got like um fat bastard from um, <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. Right. You got an Irish cop on board. Nothing to see here. Move along. Uh, and a, a Welsh coal miner. Uh, in America, yeah, yeah, on the Pequod, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's everybody. Um, yeah, this is this is how this character, this is how characterization works. Take broad stereotypes. That's why they exist, Dan. Because oh. all uh, uh, don't go down, Mister Mister Fuckface. Sorry. <laughs> Within really each of like us, it. there's like they, they tell they talk about the twelve archetypes of like a character, and those twelve archetypes are Welsh coal miner, Asian convenience store owner. Italian pasta man, Chinese laundrette chip shop owner, fat bastard, fat bastard, <laughs> um, Jewish lawyer, uh, M and M store cashier. That's too too vague. It's too vague. It's quite vague. Have you ever been to the M and M store? It's quite vague. It's a different uh, type of person. Prep worker. Prep worker. <laughs> Polish au pair, uh, and rock and roll man. Big city lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Have we already got a lawyer? No, this is Dan, you're so shit at Everyone this. Everyone is a small city lawyer. <laughs> well, like that, the, the uh, I may just be a simple Southern lawyer. lawyer. Southern lawyer, <laughs> southern lawyer. Hip-hop man. <laughs> Jeffrey uh, Dahmer. Uh, and, and 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 sex woman. That's those are the twelve. Those are the twelve. Those are the twelve <laughs> character the fuck is archetypes. A sex woman. If you have, 
It's the only woman in there. So this is so. Well, I do declare I am a sex woman. That's the character type. I do declare is the southern version of of the hip hop. Uh, my name is such and such, and I'm here to say yeah, exactly. It must exactly. Well, I, well, I do declare if my sex holds any credence. That's the sex woman. That's sex woman character. So yeah. those are the twelve archetypes. Of now character. Johnny can read his. But now, um, now that I've given you all a lesson in story shapes. <laughs> okay, so what archetype is Pip? He is obviously hip hop man because <laughs> he's black. I didn't say I don't see color, Johnny. I don't see color. He's like a dog. I don't see color. When when they when they said like um, Moby Dick was white, I was like, this doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> okay, so it's um. Um, Ahab, as you'll know from the book, he's um, he loses his leg when he was off leg. They were it was, they were near J- off the coast of Japan. Yeah, and previously when, on Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I really want to write the adventures of young Ahab. Okay. <laughs> like young Indiana Jones, and he's just like tap dancing. He's <laughs> <laughs> always like hugging. I sure do love having my leg. He's always kissing his leg and hugging it at night. And he's like, I love whales, and he leaps up and he clicks his heels together. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> foot he's talking to Pip he's taking Pip under his wing yeah and he's explaining like how he first like came to hate this whale so much in particular and it's, uh, it's, it's Ahab speaking we were returning from Tinian uh, to Lecce just delivered the fish the Hiroshima fish 1100 men fell into the water ship went down in 12 minutes didn't see the white whale for an hour sometimes the white whale he looks right into you right into your eyes that's the thing about the whale it's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, they don't seem to be living till he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white, and you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and in spite of all the pounding and hollering, it comes in and it rips you to pieces. Anyway, said Ahab, raising a glass, we delivered the fish. And that's like how it goes into his backstory. Wow, okay, that's a that's a great monologue. Actually, it reminds me of this other monologue when I'm Ahab talking to Starbuck, and they're all talking about how they got into the whole whaling game. And Ahab goes to Starbuck. So, how did you end up on this on this crew hunting whales? I shot the kid. I was doing my rounds one day, late night. Kid comes out, trying to find a Twinkie. Goes for his gun. Took mine out first. Bang! He was only holding a walkie-talkie. Anyway, I've been hunting whales ever since. Mm. Sorry, in the story, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, I did mean to interrupt. You very much do. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I finished. I finished. No, you weren't interrupting. I interrupted Johnny. Were you? It's all about oh, you. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? Sorry. Stop saying sorry. Well, why what did the guy come out? So I don't understand his story. So the child comes out of where? Yeah. Looking for a Twinkie. Well, maybe this other monologue will... Out the navel. Uh, it's another monologue between Ishmael and Queequeg. So Ishmael says, like, your father kept this uncomfortable hunk of metal up his ass for 30 years. He was damned. Anyway, I was going to steal it from him. It was your heritage. See? Oh, fair enough. Because Ahab is an anti hero in a lot of ways. Because <laughs> when he first fought Moby Dick, he was Moby Dick the Great. <laughs> Until he returns, having fought like a giant monster, he's now Moby Dick the White. So I will draw you, Ahab, as poison is drawn from a wound. 
By the way, racist. And when he said that, he, he literally meant draw as if he was going to do a little sketch of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The famous use of the metaphor of Moby Dick. <laughs> I, I, I think we've, um, we've, we've learned a lot about Moby Dick today. Uh, this is a, uh, it is one of the great works of literature. Um, and I, I guess I want to get an idea of what this book means to you after you've finished going through the pages and pages of cetology and revenge and obsession and all the issues we've covered today. What's Moby Dick mean to you? We know what it means to Ahab. And if this is a book about perception, I think everybody has their own personal interpretation. So going around the table, Mr. Fuckface, what's Moby Dick mean to you? I think it means a lot of things. It's a book about... I mean, I have always been very interested in whales. And this is where I first discovered what whales were. And I went on to further reading from this book. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, to me, I take it very literally. I'm not really interested in the metaphor that's never really had an impact on my life. The literal story of a man chasing a whale has really resonated with me throughout my life. And how have you applied it into your own life? I've often chased whales. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, uh, my sport is the 100 metres. And right. the best sprinter at the moment is a whale. I thought your sport was Dota. <laughs> no, I do that as the side. I'm the 100 meter sprinter. Are there whales in Dota? Uh, yeah. E- F- every whale is his name. Every whale. Every whale. I'm sure that's... He a... capitalises the H in whale. Oh, okay. Is is this a Dota champion you're talking about? Yeah, he won, he won the big whale tournament. So there's a big whale tournament <laughs> yeah. in Dota. You thought I would have thought this would have come up sooner, um, since like it's well, so it's hard for them to play. They have to use their big tongues to press all the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, who has to use their big tongues to the press? Whales. Buttons? So the whales themselves are playing. Okay. Yeah. So this this every whale is a whale. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So whales play Dota. Yeah, they have to have specially made keyboards. Their big tongues can touch the buttons. Okay. All right. So they play using their tongues. Wow. Okay. I would, you would have thought this would have come up sooner. What kind of whale is every whale? He's a beluga. Mm, okay. This is my favourite type of whale. Oh, yeah, What's your favourite? What's everyone else's favourite type of whale? Oh, spam. May the record state I don't uh, discriminate. Oh, fair That's a good answer. Good answer. But I like sperm whales. They're the best. They're the best. Johnny, what's your favourite whale? Poor boys. That's not a whale. Mate, have you read the fucking book? <laughs> 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 well, I'll ask Johnny. I think it's uh, around page 112. <laughs> whilst whilst uh, Johnny uh, figures out what uh, the whales. Uh, Alex, what's your favourite type of whale? Blue? That's a great answer. That is a good whale. That's they're really big. The biggest. Um, yeah, I, I, they're the biggest. They're the biggest mammal yeah. to have ever Bigger lived. is better. Oh. Big germs. Yeah. Ah. Of something to take away from this uh, uh, a, episode. Today. Johnny's looking for the index for the bit about how porpoises are whales. Is there a special chapter? Yeah, chapter just called. Uh, Port- did you even read this book? <laughs> yes, that's what every fucking chapter is. <laughs> you read this book as your vows. Yes, Obviously, today. that's how much your vows meant to you. There's because... one chapter called Ahab's Leg. <laughs> Guess what it's about? <laughs> whales. Um, what did you? What does Moby Dick mean to you, Alice? Um, I think my big takeaway from the book was that um, I just thought it was like really moving that um, there was like a story about a whale that was being fucked by Moby. As in the uh, uh, Moby's dick was inside his ass. So you're talking about the uh, dance artist Moby here, yeah. the one who wrote a book where he made he said that he had a relationship with Natalie Portman, but did not in fact port, have a relationship. like sea seaport. Ah. That very same. Very same. 
It was amazing, yeah. This was breathtaking. But you, you so he repre- so Moby Dick represented to you a uh, slightly uh, inappropriately behaving like a um, dance star who's pro- mm-hmm. a dance music artist who's probably gone past the point of re- relevance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the point where I'd have to explain who Moby is. To most I people think everyone knows who Moby is. Do they? Do they know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I stand. He's really famous, and, and also he he's fa- mostly famous for putting his dick up a whale's ass. <laughs> And so therefore, the whale. that, that <laughs> yeah, whale how... became Moby's <laughs> dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's why. It took you a while. It did. It did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Should, shouldn't have been such a long walk, really. Um, <laughs> Fletcher, what what does what does Moby Dick symbolise to you? What does it mean to you? It uh, is a tussle of nature, and in yeah. some ways, reads um, from a naval perspective as as Freudian as one might have believed as our sort of return to the depths of our mother's wombs and our fascination with belly buttons that can never be quenched. Mm. Very, very hung up on wombs. A whole lot of navel gazing. Mm. um... (laughs) Very nice. That's that's pretty good. That's a very good way of uh, putting it. Um, uh, That's a very poetic um, uh, point you've made there. Surprisingly so, considering that uh, you are. This was not your wheelhouse at all. Well, people think that naval law is uh, a very hemmed-in specific uh, discipline, but they're all wrong. Really? Oh, okay. I would have thought that'd be broad. We 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 get called in lots of different cases. We get called in on them mostly. Um, any, anything when there's someone who's shouted the words ooh ee ooh ah ting tang walla walla bing bang <laughs> we get called in for most of that stuff I would have thought it's you get most of your work is uh, or most of your business is driven by people who've confused you with actual naval lawyers um, like Saddam Hussein for example yeah okay. I like how you booked a naval lawyer despite the fact that this book features no characters in the navy whatsoever <laughs> it's a commercial voyage I just thought it was it would be Imagine interesting. Maybe. I I like I, I agree. Like looking back if we were on doing it Billy now, Budd, fair enough. That's true. Um and we've actually had other um people, other guests on the show who would have probably been the better fit uh for uh yeah. this uh this this show. Well the Admirals in Edinburgh at the moment. Still. Well he's still navy. He's <laughs> still in what, one, the Admiral is still in the Navy and two, he doesn't really he's more of a character comedian than actual like um mm. any sort of sea dog but um um Eobard Kafefe would have been a good fit for this uh, episode like he's he's a, a pirate isn't he like he was an internet pirate oh yeah that's a good point actually he was an internet pirate but he did speak like a pirate so um so he would have been good he would have added flavour to this uh Okay, uh, is this what the podcast has become? <laughs> I'll just sit around saying what might have been. Yeah, no, this is like this is I, I, the, the podcast has taken a, a more regretful tone in um, recent um, recent episodes. Um, John, I haven't asked you what does um, um, Moby Dick symbolise to you? What the fish or the book? the book? <laughs> what does it symbolise? Yeah, what does it mean to you? It's um, it's, it's what's overlooked. I think often is that because Ahab's all about he deals with suffering by trying to blot out um, the cause of it, which is. God's existence or absence or whichever, but whoever is represented, Moby Dick has to him. Uh, but it's easy to forget that Ishmael is also someone who suffers because he's arguably there's a romance with Queequeg and everyone on board the, the Pequod apart from him dies. So he's a survivor of like a terrible like massacre, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, 
And the reason Ishmael is healed is because he allows himself to consider any idea. And so that allows him to grow and therefore to heal, as opposed to Ahab, which can't do that. Wow. Okay. So it's a book that talks about, uh, to you, it symbolizes trauma or dealing with the past. It's about dealing with suffering. Mm. I, I think like um, there's a, a, a there's also a uh, a brief sort of like um symbolism dealing with um uh, the, the trauma or the, the the past the painful past of America itself uh, because of the, its use of uh, uh, indigenous characters within it. Um, everybody uh, there's a reference to the fact that like um uh, the Pequod is named after a now extinct tribe. Is, is that isn't that correct? It could be right. Um... Uh, so it's almost like The Shining. Uh, oh yeah, because the, <laughs> the photo where it's just uh, you see it's a party and it's it's twenty whales <laughs> in fake moustaches and top hats. Yeah, it's just like um, a Moby Dick is in the centre of the photo. He's the, the big grin, the tuxedo. And he chats to a whale in a bathroom, telling him that he's always been a whale. <laughs> yep, and when he smashes through the bathroom like um door because he's a whale and he's very big, and then at the end when he like trying to get through that maze. But he can't because he's a Can whale. whales get through mazes? If you put made a giant maze underwater and put some whale food at one end of it, like plankton, or the, you know what whales like. Why wouldn't he just swim <laughs> over? Legs. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about a whale in the bottom of the ocean and the whales are going, like, I have to obey this maze, not just swim no, the over whales, it. The maze goes from the bottom of the seabed all the way to the top of the sky. The top of the sky? Yeah. What, the sun? <laughs> Why don't you just Space. Put, on the end of the atmosphere. Space. Why don't you just put a ceiling on it? No, because yeah. then the whale wouldn't be able to breathe. No, oh, but right, it's in water. Right? No, 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 but they don't breathe water, they breathe air. Oh, okay, so you put a ceiling on it, but you just put it at the top okay. of the sea. There's a floor on it, then I don't care. You can jump over the whale. whale. You can put a camera on the whale's head. Okay. That's what we do if in you, naval law. Okay, forgetting the specifics of the maze itself, <laughs> would a whale be able to get through a maze? You think they're clever enough, right? And well, their cars are as big as a Volkswagen, so... Yes. Their cars are as big as a Volkswagen. Their cars are as big as a Volkswagen. <laughs> you expect them to be bigger than a Volkswagen. I know, right? It's like a clown car. It's all these whales just fitting themselves into Volkswagens and just coming out the other side. I don't know side. why that's there. I don't know why that makes sense, yeah, but it does, And because I, I said it. No, what I'm saying is their brains are the size of a Volkswagen, so obviously they're intelligent, obviously. Um, yeah, have you seen Blackfish? No. Yes. And whales are clever. Have you read Not a whale. Dick? Not a whale. It's a dolphin. Dolphins are whales. I'm going back to the book. <laughs> killer whale. Yeah, killer whales are actually dolphins. Yeah, Cet- they're, their they're, name they're cetaceans, suggest. aren't they? Cetaceans. They're called orcas. When I was in primary school, before primary school, this was even uh, nursery. I remember having an argument with a little girl who was very offended by the term killer whale because she thought they weren't killers. Mm. And I had to tell her they were killers. So this is like every like, uh, conversation I've ever had with how old any were you? comedian. Yeah. How old were you? 28 years old, I was. Yeah, 28. So you, I'm um, actually that girl. Like, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, was, I was about four. Okay. Was I that girl? No. So you, so even at four, you're, well, actually, they are killers. Facts yeah, don't care right? about your feelings, <laughs> little girl. Liptard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you cuck. That was her name, though. Her name was <laughs> Cuck Liptard, yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you very much for your thoughts today. I want to go around now and get your sense of like um, what you thought. Well, I'll say that right into the microphone, actually. Um, I want to go around and um, ask you, what were your thoughts on Moby Dick? And could it have been improved in any way? This is the section of the show that we call Notes. Notes, 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 notes,
Ooh, what a day, what a day. I think I should change the theme tune at some point. Yeah, it's a really long tune. What, you want to... I was going to make it longer. <laughs> make it about an orangutan. Nah, I don't know. That requires writing lyrics. Um, notes, everybody. What did we think of Moby Dick? Could we have improved it? Let's go around the table. We're going to start with you, Fletcher. What do you think of Moby Dick? And do you have any notes for Herman Melville? I do. Um, I believe that it lacked focus on the midriff area of uh, of Ahab. I believe they spoke a lot about his his extremities, not enough about his abdomen. Was he an innie? Was he an Audi? A lot of these things can be shortcuts to people's personality. So we needed another chapter entirely on his his naval status. His yep yep. And then I believe the stu- you could slim cut out 80% of the book. If you knew what was happening with his belly button, you could have just ignored the rest of it. Okay, all right. So The belly button tells the story. I, I mean, I, a lot of... I, I don't know if... This might, must be a problem you run into quite often when you read books, because not many books focus upon that part of the uh, human anatomy. It's a big problem. So, I mean, to my... To the best of my knowledge, I can't think of any books that focus upon the navel. That's not true. Oh, so, so give me an example. No. <laughs> American Psycho. Does it? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's a whole chapter where he just like describes his own belly button. I don't need to. In detail. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, that's true. Part of his more. I did skip theme. over that because it was boring. Okay, that was fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so more emphasis on the belly button for you. Yes. Um, just... Ahab describing it himself. How am I meant to be able to uh, parse this drivel? Well, the use of naval descriptions. Yes. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, but So, did you like the book then? I loved it. Okay, yeah. all right. Cool, but cool, it's cool, drivel. Cool. <laughs> and it's... I had trouble parsing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a good book. You loved it, but you didn't understand it. I had no idea what was going you on. Didn't, didn't know all these metaphors on. until I heard Johnny say them. I had no fucking idea what was going on. Wow. That just, to me, that stands as testimony to the quality of the book that you could read the whole thing from start to finish without understanding it and still loved it. I did read it in Icelandic, though. Oh, okay. So that, be a problem. It, it took a long time to read. We haven't had that on, happen on the show for a while, where somebody came to the book club and read the wrong language. It's been a while. It's been a while since that happened. I should try and nip that in the bud, but thank you anyway you for telling me. specify before... No, before. no, I'll be honest with you. This is A lot of things have not gone right this episode. You were not a naval lawyer. You read the I book. I am a naval lawyer, no, no, you, you goddamn son na- of a bitch. You weren't a lawyer for the Navy or Mar- You, you sir, are not a Chinese man. What? <laughs> How does it feel, huh? Have your whole identity stripped from you. <laughs> It did. I mean, I feel kind of invalidated. It's really harsh. That's really harsh. How? But, but like... You are a man. I mean, You're just a man. I mean, if I'm not a naval lawyer, you're just a man. Oh, no. I, I, the point I was trying to make is that you weren't, like, a lawyer for the Navy. Oh. Yeah. So okay, fine. Yeah, I guess you could. I get. I guess okay, fine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> fine. Wow, that was harsh. I mean, oh okay. Oh shit. Yeah, um, you just invalidate my existence for no reason. It's a bit awkward. 
How can we make this right? Do you like cream? I don't mind it. I'm partial to a bit of cream. Do you like butter? I like butter. Where's this going? I'll go and buy you some. Okay. Buy me some butter. And this will make it... And cream. And some cream. And I guess this will make me Chinese again. Chinese people famously are... You stay out of this! (laughs) Famously lactose intolerant. You stay out of this, sir! You stay out of this! It's between me and the naval lawyer. You gonna... I will buy you some butter and cream... (laughs) And if I receive the butter and cream, it'll make me Chinese again. Forever. I guess. Okay. Is she coming? I guess. Okay. Good doing business with you. That was right, right. I felt all right about that. Butter and cream coming right Butter up. and cream make me Chinese, as the old nursery <laughs> rhyme goes. Butter and cream, cream make me Chinese. Butter and cream makes me Chinese. Butter and so you like this book? I loved it. That's great. To I hear. enjoyed the 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 parts, but as I said, not enough parts naval. about navels. Okay, that's great. Alice, what did you think of the book? Do you um, have any notes? Uh, my only notes were because obviously yesterday. Um, Big Jams had to read out the whole book um, at the wedding. I'd say I'd like it to have been maybe like one page. <laughs> okay, right. Wow, that's cutting it down quite a lot. Like Jack Kerouac. Yeah, really. Mm. Like, what, okay, so what... Okay. So I think it sh- what it should have said was, I, FKA Dan often, do take the Alice Burden to be my lawful wedded wife mm. until death us do part. Indeed. And that's it. That's what I think it should have said. Okay. That, I mean, that, that makes more sense than reading the entirety mm-hmm. of Moby Dick, mm-hmm. which I don't believe at any point makes any promises or any vows other than to kill a white whale. Oh, no, and to touch touch hands and squeeze sperm. Oh, yeah, no, no, that was true. Do you, do you, do you, I mean, when you listened to that part, were you like, weird flex, but okay, you know? Well, I, I, I didn't think it was a weird flex. So I was like, okay. Okay. Normal flex. Normal flex. Normal but flex. Okay. okay. Um, normal flex and okay. Um, however, yeah, ideally, one page, couple of lines. Okay. So, um, so, it, and you would have changed the title to um, Dan's wedding vows. Okay. That makes more sense. That makes way more sense. I have to say. I mean, you know, this is all moot anyway. I could have told you that. You invited me to the uh, to officiate the no, ceremony. No, absolutely not, Chin. I didn't want to end up being in a thruple with you. You're gonna thank me when you die and go. Oh no, that Chinese guy was right. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's what you're gonna you're gonna say. You're not even gonna call me by my name. You're just gonna call me that Chinese guy. Call me by my name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, I wasn't invited to that movie either. <laughs> but yeah, no. Like you and Dan will be so sorry when I. It's not called Dan anymore. We changed our names legally, both to Big Jams. Okay, you and Big Jam, Mr. Big Jams, will mm-hmm. be so. sorry Sorry, when your marriage leads to your death, and you'll be the like, marriage is going to lead to our death. Absolutely, all marriages lead to death. All deaths lead to marriage. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Mine makes sense. Yours doesn't make sense. Until death do us part. Exactly. 
until marriage. It's up, even yeah. in the vows. It's just like spoiler alert. Until death do us part. Death us do part. In either case, in Icelandic, it's actually you. You're both gonna die because you got married, and I was right. And you're gonna, your we're gonna last die? words. We're gonna die at like 100, or we're gonna die young. You're gonna, I, I don't know, but you're gonna die, and you're gonna. Your last words will be that Chinese guy was right. Okay. As you fall down a well. Oh, okay. So I think you're gonna be getting. I give your marriage zero out of ten. Burn of the century. What do you well, think of that? I give your podcast. Zero thumbs out of ten. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Imagine <laughs> having ten thumbs. I'll be that's out of order. That's out of order. Yeah, exactly. How many thumbs do we have here? That's out of order. That's really out of order. I don't care. <sighs> Suck my dick. Oh, you know what? Put my dick up your ass. You know what? I'm going to be the. I'm, I'm going to be the bigger person here and accept your feedback and use it to improve this podcast. But you. Unlike you, who can't take some criticism about your marriage <laughs> and your death. <laughs> exactly. I'm the bigger person here. From so you like this book, then? Yeah, it was Dees. Okay, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move over you, Johnny, because I want to get your thoughts last. Um, Mr. Big Jams, a.k.a. <laughs> the Fuckface. The listeners don't know which order we're... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I like them to know. I like the... This is why the podcast is so good. Because yeah. you feel like you're there. So yeah. good. In you, opposite, then. In, oh, I see. I'm going to take that on as a constructive criticism. <laughs> be good. Be bad in opposite land. There. That was a. That was the criticism, and I take it on board. Um, so anyway, if anybody is listening in opposite land, um, I hope you're not in. Go fuck this. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> That's the highest compliment. That is there. <laughs> one of the highest compliments. <laughs> yeah. Over there, the N word means something good. Um, no. Um, Mr. Big Jams. Yeah. What did you think of this book? I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, oh. I thought it was fine. Like, solid. You liked it, it was fine. Yeah, yeah no, but I like a lot of things. Like, it's a free star, free star film. It was so fine, he chose to read it our way. Yeah. You know? I mean, that shows commitment to it, yeah. I no, think it would have been a better book if, rather than obsessing over one whale, he'd just been interested in catching any whale, mm-hmm. and it had been more... Of a commercially orientated whaling trip. You mean the chapter at the Sphinx where he talks to different whales about how much he hates whales in general? No, I mean if rather than his boat, I being like we're going to chase one whale, if they're just been happy to catch whatever whales they come across. But they do they, catch they other do. whales. They do. Yeah, but if they they didn't have the goal of catching just one whale, I think that really that really maybe they could have caught caught eighty five whales. Yeah, because that number of whales would have been good. I mean, they do catch quite a few whales if you've read the sperm yeah, yeah, yeah. squeezing thing. I know, I know, I know about catching the whales. I'm just saying that I think that his over-obsession with catching this particular whale was right. damaging to the book as a whole. To the book as a whole, yeah. not just the enterprise itself. Yeah, and the enterprise as well, because I, okay. like, I like books to feel commercially viable. So you would have you loved it if Moby Dick had been a story about a competent whaling captain yeah. who was not obsessed with any sort of like um, any particular ven- he wasn't pursuing any sort of vendetta or vengeance maybe he could have wanted there was a particular lobster he could have wanted to catch right 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 or maybe or maybe he was just you know going out for a little like boat trip yeah you know and he had uh, with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Roger Moore and, and like um, they, and everybody thinks they might be gay for some reason and they're not they're just sneaking on board this yeah. boat for a boat party trip Jeff Plumes. Jeff 
Clunes? Yes, you would know. Um, <laughs> Is it Martin Clunes' brother? Yeah, Jeff, Jeffrey Clunes. Well, I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, no. what I, that's my note. Okay, so and you and you liked it though, but you liked it. Yeah, it was fine. I think it would have been better if it had been. Like, I don't like get this whole. I liked it. It was fine. Fine these days seems to suggest that it was just okay. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, it was so okay. We read it. We had it. The wedding. You both didn't know any other books. <laughs> you didn't know any other books. Other what about all the other books that you've reviewed on this book? Yeah, he's got them. short-term memory loss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I can't remember his own name. It was oh, either true, true. it was either this a whale for Art Thou. <laughs> or my kingdom for a horse. Is that? And the- you didn't think that showing a picture book at your wedding as your vows was going down? Just saying, this is a whale. This is a whale delivered very haltingly and hesitatingly as you trip over each page and try to think, like, oh, what comes next? I didn't think that'd be a good wedding vow. No, it would be really it'd unfluid. Be, I think it'd be quite offensive awkward. as well. You know, this is a whale. <laughs> while pointing at me Alice would be like oh my god you fucking bastard yeah she would have said that that would have been that was her vows actually again (laughs) yeah that was my vows and then we tied the knot and when we say tying the knot we mean we tied our umbilical cords together again I can't stress it enough love it it would have been much better if you'd allowed me to officiate the proceedings we had so many presidents there that (laughs) would invite a Chinese man they would have all died. They would have all died. I don't think that's how it works, but fair enough. Fair enough. You're not impressed that we had a lot of precedent. I mean, I've never personally, I haven't personally assassinated any presidents, but there is a high propensity for most of the presidents of the United States for their last words to be, ah, a Chinese guy. Every president who's currently serving as a president was there. Yep, 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 yep. yep. They, and they all died. And all the presidents of all the companies as well. Yeah, so exactly. say, what about, is it just of nations or of... Of companies as well. Not every company has a president. Some just have a CEO or a managing director. Yes. I'm glad we cleared this up. Um, well, Johnny. Well, precedents. Did you have any precedents at your wedding? Uh, we had the precedent that we'd continue to love each other. Oh. He's dead now. <laughs> I, I totally... I met him by accident. And he said, nice to meet you, Chinese guy. <laughs> He just died. It's pretty rude when people open the meeting with you. Like it's that. really rude when they just call me Chinese guy and die. I agree. It's really rude. Do you remember when we were in that Italian restaurant, Chin, and a person came up to ask for money, and she tried to charm us by singing a little song, and one of her song lyrics, she nodded to you and went, "I see a Chinaman." Oh. <laughs> I remember. I remember. That was a. She was like, "This will win him over." This, this is like, oh, what a tough crowd. They didn't respond to the Chinese guy bit. Well, Johnny, what what did you think? Obviously, I think you, you love this book, um, but um, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, what, do you have any notes on how you've improved this it? This book is great. Um, as always, Chin, as you know, I'd like to be a map at the beginning so I can see where, where they are and what's Absolutely. going on. Both of the world in general, but also, um, also the ship the ship's layout and also a mind map of Ahab's thoughts mm-hmm. like whale like revenge question mark question mark question mark white symbolic of dot 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 mm-hmm. things like that and also I'd like to see more from the because we get like lots of different viewpoints about plurality as you say yes. that's why I think it was really ostentatious in his absence was anything from the viewpoint of the whale and I'd like to see it as more like a Les Miserables style thing where we have like the whale is the Jean Valjean character being constantly hunted by Ahab oh. and he can head sing his songs. Sea shanties. Yeah. So what have I done? Well, whale Jesus, songs. What have I done? Am I right? Whale songs. Oh. Yeah, whale is life for me. What's your favourite whale song? Oh, that's a good one. 
That's great, isn't it? Tune. <laughs> what a great song. What a great song. You're trying to it's bring a... this podcast into lucrative massage background <laughs> market. No, I, I, like I said, I, I don't think this... Uh, I think this uh, podcast is too relatable and too accessible. So uh, um, I, I think so that is a unanimous decision because I love this book. I think Moby Dick is a masterpiece. I think it's brilliant. I love every piece of it. And some people would say like, um, oh no, this is told you. What's the point? No, it's important. Otherwise, how would you know what a whale is? You need to know that stuff. You need to know about the sperm squeezing. You need to know about the homoerotic subtext between Queequeg and Ishmael. You need to know the bit where it just becomes like a really weird play. Yeah, that's amazing. You turn the page and it's suddenly a play. It's suddenly a play. It's just like, oh, like it's a play now. It's crazy. This book has got everything. Um, I would recommend it highly. I and I take great pleasure. Apart from uh, more than one female character, it doesn't have that. Nah, we don't need them. Why is Moby Dick a girl? Where's sex woman? Sex sex lady. Ah. She runs the spout her in. She puts up a sign that says, um, no smoking, no suicides. That's right. She says, what I do declare, no smoking and no suicides, if my sex holds any credence. Um, yeah, and this is. I'm, my name's I'm, Captain Ahab, and I'm here to say, thou thinks though ungarnished with her beard is hoary with morasses. Thou hast yet seen that land of that frigate Earth is ballasted with bones of the drought. All the, you have seen enough to split the planets and make an infidel of Abraham, and not one syllable is I. That rap. rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a tight, tight bar there. Um, this is this is why I take great pleasure in inducting Moby Dick by Herman Melville into the Faking Lit Hall of Fame. Sexy time for everybody here at the table. Um, I guess there's only one thing to do now that we're about to wrap up. I'm going to go around the table and say, like, I'm um, you for the next few seconds. Fletcher, just plug anything you want. Pick yourself up. Self affirmations. Have you been caught in a in a belly button crash? Has your belly button jumped onto someone's lap on the train on the way to the work? Call now. Linklater's lawyers. We've got the best naval law suit that you'll ever see. Come and get in our suit. It's really big. It's like one of those big sumo wrestlers. Wow, Linklaters is actually a law firm as well. So, like, they're legit. It's a legit. Linklaters is a real law firm. Oh, I never disparaged them. <laughs> yeah, of course not. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. Uh, Alice, self-affirmations time. Boom, boom, boom. I would like to plug... Um... Such a sexual moment. Yeah. yeah. You literally had the whole that, whatever that was, to think about this. Uh, no, I, I can't think of what it exactly I want to plug up my own ass. Because <laughs> then you've become that thing. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure, you know, I feel like maybe tomorrow I'll be a different version of myself. Every day, I'm a, there are 10,000 versions of you. Maybe tomorrow. Which one oh, they're from Wales. Will you be today? If the, if the whole plugging things, inserting things up the anus... It, I'll plug a Barbie up my ass. Okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> Do you reckon that would be a, a viable way for, like, um, like forensic psychologists to get into the mindset of a serial killer? They 
like Mindhunter, it just opens with like the character, Jonathan Mindhunter. He shoves a serial killer up his ass in order to get into the mindset of a serial killer. So to think like a serial killer. Do they just need I to must... open the serial killer's ass and find out what's up there? So he inserts himself into the serial killer. No, he takes something out of the serial killer's ass and then he like, puts oh, it up his own ass. A donkey. Yeah, and then he yeah. becomes a donkey. No, no, he realises that the serial killer was being a donkey. Okay, but no, but the whole point is that he wants to get into the mindset of the serial killer, so to become a serial killer, he has to put the serial killer... No, but the serial killer is guided by what's in his ass. Exactly. Oh. So the serial killer might just have a gun in his ass. Okay, that's <laughs> true. Like, oh, because now I, I'm... Because I'm a gun. I am a gun. That means I kill people. Yeah. Like, and that's how I kill people. I run into people like quickly with my head. Home. Like, I, 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 go, I go, bang! And I just run into people and penetrate them, like, with my head. Because I... <laughs> No, that would mean you had a bullet up Yeah, it's true. No. So he spits things at them really fast. Is that how guns work? What if he had... What? Yeah, okay. This is works. the best wrap-up I've ever <laughs> it's heard. It's such a good wrap-up. I'm so sorry. I've opened a new can of it's worms. It's true. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I've got a can of worms up um, my ass. Mr. Big Jams, self-affirmations. Uh, please listen to the Position 6 podcast. You can find it on all good podcast platforms. Yeah, don't let this podcast fool you. He is very good at what he does. Uh, and also, <laughs> follow me on Twitter, at Daniel Offen, and that's about Daniel, the nerd of FEM. Oh. And join my Discord. Oh, what's your oh, Discord? And, and your Patreon. Oh, and support me on Patreon. <laughs> if you enjoy what I do on this podcast, but not what anyone else does. Yes, yes. Pay for on. this. Pay for, pay for him on another platform. <laughs> None of that money goes to us. Well, it might go to us. He might buy us a drink or something. But yes, oh, by all means, support this man. No, support this very, man. Not very big jams to do that. Yeah, it's, very, it's not very big jams at all. There's not very cash money in you no. at all. Um, Johnny, self-affirmations. Uh, Google Ahab or What If Moby Dick Were Stand-Up Comedy, a show coming to a fringe festival near you forever. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I don't think I have anything to do. I want to affirm myself in saying thanking, thanking Let's Podcast. We got the email, the Gmail. Yeah, you know how this works. Subscribe to us, like to us, talk to us about us to your friends if you feel that they would like whatever happened in the past hour or so. Um, and until then, keep supporting your local bookshops sh- and libraries. I'm going to say that again because that was a bit weird, the way it came out of my mouth. Keep supporting your local bookshops and you, libraries. What does that mean, support your local library? It just means like pay council tax. Um, <laughs> no, it means if you go in and you see the ceilings drooping a bit, get a chair. <laughs> stand there for a little bit yep become a, 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 a support little, it yeah. you know like a pillar support it like a pillar exactly. okay right exactly uh, the community. yeah support them people support them we need them now more than ever so until next time my name has been Shinsi bye bye I love you <laughs> <laughs>